Welcome to the Soulful CEO Podcast. This is a show that empowers, educates, and celebrates the women who are tired of playing it small, who are ready to build aligned, profitable, impactful businesses and freedom-filled lives. Every month, we will be diving into all of the strategy, mindset, and energetic work that you need in order to leave behind all of the old paradigms that you may have been taught about how a business should be run and step into your highest potential. I'm your host, Katie Stewart, and I'm here to help you create a life and business better than your wildest dreams. Let's jump right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Soulful CEO Podcast. We are joined today by Erica Reitman, who is a business and strategy coach who recently started her own agency, which you are going to hear more about in this episode. Um, She currently lives in Mexico City full time. Um, You guys, she is just so freaking cool. I know you are going to love this episode. Her and I connected over our shared love for Paris, which of course we are going to talk about We're going to be chatting about living a big life, stepping fully into that vibe, and what that really looks like for her. So thank you so much for being here today, Erica. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to chat with you about all of the things. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So give us a little bit of an introduction, who you are, what you do, what's your magic, who is Erica? Yes. So I... I'm a business coach. I started my coaching business about five years ago. I was an interior designer before that. And that was a dream I had always had throughout my life. I never got trained in interior design or worked in an interior design firm and through a crazy set of circumstances ended up starting this successful interior design business. But my husband and I decided we wanted to have like a fun adventure and come to Mexico for six months. And so we had been to this amazing town called San Miguel de Allende, which it's not on your travel list. You have to add it. It's so (laughs) beautiful there. Um, And when we got there, and the plan was six months in Mexico, and then we were going to go back to our lives in LA. And at some point during like month one or two, my husband, Greg, and I looked at each other And we said, like, what if we just don't go back and stay here in Mexico? And now it's five plus years later. um, We now live in Mexico City. Um, And so when we made that big move, I realized quickly that working as an interior designer, it just wasn't going to be the same thing here. There wasn't an opportunity to make the same amount of money. I didn't have the same resources. It just was going to be way too challenging. And I had a coach at the time who basically dared me to go back home and on Instagram stories, make an offer. I had been talking to her about potentially switching to coaching and, you know, I just kept talking about it and talking about it and not doing anything about it. And so she said, you know, go out there, put this offer out there. If nothing happens, we'll come up with a plan B. But my game plan was to put you know, offer up 10 one-on-one coaching spots. And at first I started working with other interior designers who were hoping Mm -hmm. to build businesses similar to mine. And so I went on Instagram stories, talked about these open spots, and I sold them all out in a week. 
Mm-hmm. And I was just blown the hell away. I just had never experienced anything like this. And I quickly realized, like, I'm pretty good at this coaching thing and it's lots of fun. I think I'm going to turn this into a business for myself. And so I've gone through so many iterations. I've had so many pivots. Um, Most recent, I've put courses out there. I've tried masterminds, so many different things. But most recently, about a year or so ago, my husband, Greg, and I, we now work together. We started the Icon Agency. And we call this an empire-building agency or a biz-building agency. And the thing that we do really differently is... Oftentimes, when you see other agencies out there, they really focus on one thing. So social media, SEO, marketing. And what we have done is we have basically decided we want to show up for our clients and give them whatever it is that they need for the next big, gigantic up level in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so we're combining my one-on-one biz coaching services with done-for-you services and it's been really incredible. The reason I came up with the idea for the agency is I started noticing these patterns with my clients where we would plan incredible things together. We would brainstorm, we would scheme, we would dream so big for them. And I just was finding that client after client was getting stuck in the execution, you know, Mm -hmm. because when you come up with these big ideas, you need things to execute the ideas. And you don't necessarily need like a 15 email sequence or a brand new website every time you put something else out there into the world. But you do need some things in order to get Mm -hmm. people excited about your offers and what you're doing. And so it's just been amazing to kind of solve for this problem and take our clients from idea to done again and again. Um, It's been really, really incredible. And so we now work together and the icon agency is out there in the world and it's been so much freaking fun. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. And Erica, I do want to chat a little bit more about this pivot, but first I want to throw it out there. Um, And maybe my husband will listen to this. Maybe he won't. I don't actually know if he listens to my podcast or not. He's in the other room. So maybe he'll hear this. Um, (laughs) I've been been trying to convince him to move to Paris for six months. And with the hope, like fingers crossed, like maybe we'll get here and we'll be two months in and we'll just be like, let's stay. (laughs) Yeah. And so when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. That is so freaking cool about when you guys went to Mexico and then you just like, decided to stay that's incredible yeah um, cool okay yeah tell us a little bit more about this pivot because I know you said your business has gone through lots of different pivots and that this is you know at this point it's kind of like with through all of your work through all of the clients that you've worked with all of the people that have been coached by you it's like it, it almost seems like what you have where you have pivoted to now is a culmination of like, well, I saw this need and this need and this need. And so I just decided to create it, which is really, really cool. So, and, and, you know, I think there are, and this all ties back into living a big life, moving without fear, right. Trusting, trusting yourself, trusting your moves, trusting the bigness of your vision. And and it's all going to come back to that kind of here in a moment. But I feel like there are so many people who 
have so many, like, I love a good pivot. You know what I mean? And I feel like there are so many people who stay, I don't want to say stuck, but they're, they're, they stay in the same loop of doing the same thing because it's working, right? It's like, oh my God, I have this business that's working. And so they almost, it almost feels like walking on eggshells and they're scared to pivot. Cause like, what if it doesn't work or what if it fails? Like I, I have this thing that's, that's performing beautifully. What if I ruin it if I decide to pivot? But there's this like this calling in their heart, right? Where it's like, there's something new I want to do. There's something new I want to put out into the world, but they're scared to make that pivot. And so yeah, tell us a little bit more about both, both strategically, but also from a place of like, moving with the bigness of your vision of your mission of what you saw was needed of what you were being called to do and like what that movement in trust kind of felt like yeah well I think I relate so much to everything that you've said and I have seen this again and again and again with clients um pivoting I mean from what I have seen it almost feels like the biggest thing you can do. It almost feels Mm -hmm. bigger than starting a business. Like the pivot has just been built up in our minds into something so big and scary and gigantic. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing is I, I don't know if you're into human design at all. I am. Okay. So I am a manifesting generator and I am obsessed with doing things in a different way than everyone else's. I'm kind of allergic to just following formulas and creating businesses that look like everyone else's. Like I just, my brain won't allow me to do it. So Mm -hmm. it is super fun for me to think of these ideas and solve problems like this. I say all the time on social media, I have this concept I call like, give the people what they want. And what I mean by that is, you know, sometimes we'll go to a concert of a favorite band and the band just refuses to play the songs that everyone wants to hear. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like, what are you what are you guys doing? Like, I understand you want to make some new music, but hello, there are <laughs> 10,000 people here and we all want to hear this freaking song. So play it for us. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so that is something that, you know, in business, I have tried to address again and again. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is with this idea for this agency, not only was it a gigantic, not only was it a gigantic pivot for me, I had no examples of anyone else doing this successfully. Mm -hmm. So this was an idea that I, I couldn't point to other people out there that were making a successful go at it. I, I mean, maybe someone out there exists, but I had never seen anyone doing an agency in this way, in the way that yeah. we're doing it. And so it was even scarier because not only was I making a big pivot, but I was also pivoting into doing something that nobody had ever heard of before. I mean, it almost made it like doubly scary. Yeah. However, I just decided now there is nothing wrong with following formulas. There is nothing wrong with really perfecting your offers and continuing to do the things that work. There are a lot of people out there making a lot of money doing just that. Mm -hmm. For me, that is not a fun way to do business. And after years and years of doing this now, I really understand that I show up as my best self when I am allowing myself to experiment like this, when I am taking big swings, when I am 
disrupting the industry and doing things that are just making other people kind of look twice and turn around Mm -hmm. and see what I'm doing. And so as scary as it is, and I mean, I am a human being, so of course it's scary for me too. It has become something that for me is truly honoring who I want to be out in the world. I want to be the coach that's seen as like making the big moves and taking the chances and doing things like this. I feel comfortable going first so that others can hopefully get inspired and see what I'm doing and also make those big moves too. And so, you know, this is a so much of what we do. I I know you agree because I love following you on social media too, but like mindset is so much of building a successful business and taking big chances like this. You can have the Mm -hmm. best strategy out there. If you are not where I like to say your brain is a dick because (laughs) it is (laughs) often trying to get in the way of making these big moves and taking these big chances. And if you can't figure out a way to wrangle it, I just feel like it's ultimately going to be really hard for you to grow that crazy, big, successful, multi-million dollar business. Like you have to figure out a way to get a handle of your brain. And so I think pivoting is uh, like the perfect example of like successfully figuring out a way to do that because of all of the chatter that just, you know, inevitably will come in. I don't care who you are, how much work you've done. Our brain is just working overtime and we want to do something like pivoting because our brain doesn't like when we do something different. Our brain doesn't like when we take big chances. Our brain doesn't like when we put ourselves out there and take risks and do those things. And so the pivot is kind of like the perfect classic example. I kind of feel like if you can successfully make a pivot and get through it and, you know, keep your head on straight, then you are meant for really, really big things in the world. Yes, 100%. And this is when you started talking about like mind chatter and like your brain and what's going on. It's like, we could have a four hour conversation about this. I know you and I could, but like, yeah, I tap in with my clients all the time around like, you aren't your mind, right? You are your highest self. You are, I call it your capital Y-O-U. Like, who are you? The essence of you. And so often we identify because we're listening to our mind all day. Our mind is chattering. It's going, it's like, it's our inner dialogue in our brain all day long. And so I think so often we identify who we are with what our brain is telling us. And the truth of it is like, you are not your mind. You're like, you're listening to the chatter within your mind and, and you can always decide to be like, yep. My brain is telling me this thing. There's some chatter going on. There's some mind drama going on, but I have a connection to my capital Y-O-U self, like who I am. And I know that my highest self is destined to do something bigger, is destined to follow these nudges. Like if it, even if it's a big pivot, and this is the other thing too, that I always tell my clients is like you, any strategy can work right? Like you can pivot from doing one thing to doing another thing, to changing your prices, to changing your business model. Like any strategy can work if you are behind it. And if you've reached 30K months in your business, you've learned how to become an energetic match for bringing in $30,000 a month. No one can take that from you. That's a completely 
that that being an energetic match to that amount of money is completely separate from your business strategy. And of course you need strategy to get there, but it's like, no one can take that from you. You know how to make content. You know how to sell. You know how to trust yourself. You know how to use your voice to like speak your truth and get your message out there. You know how to call in money. You know how to be an energetic match for receiving. Like those are skills that are transferable to any pivot, to any business strategy, to any business model. And like no one can take that from you. And I think when you think about it that way, it makes the whole thing seem so much less scary. Yep. A hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Like, I truly believe my business could, for whatever, like, God knows what reason, could literally crumble today. And I have absolutely no doubt that I could just start again and get back to where I am just as quickly as I have. Like, I would just build it again. And even if it looks different, I would just build it again because it's like, I, I know how... I know how to do more of these. It's not even the hard skills. It's more of the soft skills, right? Like the emotional intelligence, receiving of money, the mindset, overcoming your own mind drama. Like no one can take that from you. And I truly believe I could just build it again. A hundred percent. And I think too, there's this thought and like, look, I experienced this going from being an interior designer to being a coach is Mm -hmm. a big shift. And so I think people get terrified that your entire community is going to abandon you. Every single person who's following you is going to unfollow you. And you're just like going to lose all of this momentum that you Mm -hmm. created. But the truth is because I built my community in a way that, you know, I had a lot of fun doing, I was not just sharing like straight up interior design tips the whole time. I was connecting with people and letting them into my life and showing them who I was it was not a big deal when I made this pivot. Now, Mm -hmm. were there people in my audience who were just following me because they loved my interior design projects and seeing pictures of my home and the different things that I was doing? A hundred percent. And some Mm -hmm. of those people did leave. I am not concerned about those people. I'm concerned about the people who followed me because they love my interior design. And now we're excited about this shift that I was making and wanted to hear more about it and wanted to come along with the on the ride with me and wanted to be a part of this new thing that I was building. I was way more concerned about those people than the few people that decided to leave because I wasn't posting, you know, pretty interior design pictures anymore. Yes. Oh my God, Erica, we have so much more in common than I even knew. So I don't know. I don't know if you know this. I don't know exactly how long. I can't remember exactly how long we've been in each other's Instagram communities. I feel like we've we've been friends for a while and then just recently yeah. kind of reconnected. But um, I was a wedding florist before oh. I was a coach. And I had built up an Instagram account of about 30,000. And um, just like you, when I first started, you said you were originally, you know, doing courses and coaching for interior designers. My original offer was for other wedding vendors. And so just like you, and that was kind of like, it was what I knew, right? I knew how to teach people to arrange flowers and to be a wedding vendor. And then, you know, fairly quickly, once my business took off, I started having a lot of people being like, well, how did you build your coaching business this fast? And so my ideal client and my niche kind of just naturally shifted into business coaching, but that was how I started. Um, So very similar to you. And so I had this huge audience of like, it was like 28 something thousand. And um, when I, I, I operated my coaching business for about a year with that account, 
Um, I'm currently in my third year of business. So I operated my business with that account for the first year. And I had this incredible VA at the time. She was like sweet as sugar, this like wonderful woman with this beautiful South African accent. And one day she just hopped into Voxer and she was like, um, Katie, I think there might be a problem with your account. And I'm like, what? And it was just like, my engagement was just tanking. There were so many people on that account who had started to follow me because they wanted to learn flowers, right? And even yeah. though I was continuing to show my life, it was, I had completely left the wedding industry and I just made the big move. I deactivated that account. I told everyone, here's where I'm going. I'm starting over. And so whenever anybody comes to me with that fear of like, but what if I lose people? What if I lose my whole audience? I'm like, listen, like, you don't have, there's nothing to be scared of. I did it to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I left my Instagram account with like 30,000 followers to start fresh with zero. And in that moment, like within the next probably two to three months, I started making more money than I've ever made. My, my like engagement skyrocketed people who wanted to be in my community followed along. And it's like, it's not scary. It's not scary. Of course it felt scary in the moment when I was doing it, but it was just like, if that's your fear of losing all of your Instagram followers, like send me a DM and I'll set you straight because I did it to myself and it was only good things followed it, you know? And yeah. so I don't know. I feel like so often it's like we're creating problems or we're creating fears where there doesn't need to be anything to be scared of. And, th and there is no problem. Yeah. A hundred percent. And here's the crazier thing. We're even more connected because I wanted to be a floral designer and took uh, a year of classes <laughs> at Parsons School of Design in New York City uh, and then kind of decided against it. But every time I go to New York or LA, like going to the flower market is always one of the first things I love to do. Yes. And actually for me, now that I'm not a florist anymore, um, I've been to the flower market here in Paris. We've got a big bouquet on our um, dining room table here in the apartment. It's still something that I, I really love to do. And actually, I've noticed in a lot of your videos of your home, all the beautiful flower arrangements everywhere. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah I love so flowers pretty. too. So pretty. Um, okay, perfect. That was such a good chat about that pivot. Yeah. Like It's just like, it's one thing to tell people like, just do it. Just make the big move. Just do the thing. And it's like, it's one thing to be able to just say that, but it's a completely other, it's a whole different frequency to have the trust in yourself and to have the trust in what you've learned, the skills you've gained, just that trust of like nothing, the, your whole world isn't going to crumble. It's all going to be okay. And so like, if you're listening to this episode and you are considering any kind of pivot, whether it's huge, like the mini pivots Erica and I have made, or even if it's small and it feels scary, it's like, let this conversation be so expansive for you because it's like, you get to decide, you get to decide if a pivot is going to be scary and your whole world is going to crumble and you're going to have to rebuild all of these things, or you get to decide if it's just going to be something that's only going to be for your highest good, only up and up and up from here. Like, you get to make that choice and you get to make that decision. And it's like, if you're going to make a pivot, you can choose to do it with fear and lack and scarcity and worry, or you can choose to do it with like 
joy and fun and excitement and expectation of what is to come. And you're the one who gets to decide. Yep. Love that. Absolutely. Cool. Okay. So let's chat a little bit about stepping into the vibe of living a really big life because I know for you, even just hearing your story about like you um, guys going to Mexico for a few months and then being like, let's live here, like deciding you wanted to be an interior designer and just freaking going for it. Like, what would you say are some of the things in your life? Because here's the other thing that I believe is I truly believe that many people who are playing it small, people who are playing it small in their business, it's often a reflection of how they're playing it small in their life and vice versa. And the people who I find who are making really big, expansive moves in their business are typically also the same people who have really, really big, incredible lives. And so take us through kind of what, what that means to you and what that looks like for you. Yeah. I mean, I could not agree more. I think, especially for those of us that have our own businesses in this, you know, online space in the world of coaching and service providers and things like that, there is so much more an enmeshing of life and business. Mm -hmm. You know, I just feel like the two are one and the same for me. And so all of these principles that I tune into, I use in both my life and in my business. And I really do think I'm not, so I don't necessarily consider myself super woo. I kind of call myself like woo curious Mm -hmm. (laughs) or woo adjacent. Um, I love so many of the principles, you know, of manifestation and doing that sort of work. And I think for me, again, I have noticed I've now worked with hundreds of women who are building their businesses. I have never had a single client who, you know, I was basically like, all right, you got the mind stuff sorted. So don't worry about that. Like that just has never, (laughs) ever happened. So I know that it is something that we all deal with. Um, And because of that, I've always tried to kind of come up with easy ways to convey different concepts and principles that I am trying to embody. And so something that I've been using over the past year or two is this concept of your CEO millionaire you self. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, it's just very easy for me to just like say, CEO millionaire Erica, what would she be doing? What would she be thinking? It's something that I go back to again and again and again. And I feel like particularly in business, I mean, there's so often, again, we talk about like getting stuck in our head and the chatter that immediately starts to happen. If you're doing, for example, a masterclass and you were hoping for a hundred people to sign up and 43 people sign up and your dick brain has now decided that this is the worst thing ever. You probably should throw in the towel on your business. Nobody's ever going to pay you again. And this whole thing is a gigantic failure. That's at least the chatter that starts in my brain. I don't know about you, but Mm -hmm. I will always say to myself, okay, what does CEO millionaire Erica think about this? And I will tell you what the answer is immediately because I just know she's not giving it a second thought. She's like already moved on to the next thing. Maybe she'll say like, okay, let's take a look at our marketing the next time we want to do a masterclass and see if there are any lessons to learn here. But she's not crying in a puddle in the corner. She's just like on to the next because she knows that she is creating a gigantic multi-million dollar business empire 
and spending half a day crying about the extra, I'm really bad at math. So whatever, 38 people <laughs> or something that didn't sign up for her masterclass and then using that as evidence that she's a piece of garbage is not something that she would do. And so I just try as much as I can to embody this concept in both my life and in my business. And getting back to the woo thing, I just feel like, again, your brain, and we were kind of like, you know, walking around this a little bit before, your brain doesn't know the difference between the truth and a lie. It like has no idea. It's not able to tell the difference. And this is part of the reason when you are constantly in your head over, you know, something that is not serving you, something that you're telling yourself about yourself again and again and again, even though this thing might not be true, you start to believe it because you are getting your brain conditioned to it. And it is becoming like your baseline because you keep repeating it to yourself again and again. Well, the same thing works on the positive end of things. And so I really like to tell people, I mean, I'm lucky enough now in my business that I, you know, we're actually making millions of dollars. But before Mm -hmm. that, I was still showing up like that version of myself, because it doesn't matter how much money is in your bank account. You don't need to wait until your bank account says a million dollars before you can start acting as if that is who you are. That is the business that you're building. That is how you are showing up in the world as someone who is thinking at this higher level and acting at that higher level and embodying it in a way that, you know, just in the example of like the negative thing, you, your brain starts to feel it and believe that it's true. And then, yep, it becomes true and you become that version of yourself And so I just have seen again and again, the incredible difference that this has made in my own life. And that's why I just think this is something we all need to be practicing every single day. If you are really looking to build your business like that. Now, not everybody wants a multi-million dollar business and that's totally fine too. That is something that I do want to build. And so this to me has just been such a great way to remember to always embody it in every move that I make. Yes, 100%. And Erica, you know, something that I think is really important that you touched on is like, and you know, if you guys follow Erica on Instagram, if you don't, you definitely need to. But for me, there's two kind of pieces of the like act as if puzzle. And the first one, which for me is the least important of the two is how you dress, what you buy, how you move throughout your day, what you eat. You know, Erica has all of her like really fun rituals where she'll like put her coffee in like a really fancy glass or whatever. And like those things are really fun. And yes, they're important and it is a piece of the puzzle, but it's the less important of the two pieces to me. And I would love to kind of hear your take on this too. For me, the more important piece is how do you feel? How do you feel in your body? How do you like are are you just acting as if, and it's almost like you're putting on a costume, but you don't feel it, right? Like you're going out and buying, um, you know, a super nice car because the CEO millionaire version of you would, or you're going and getting weekly massages because she would, but deep down, you're not feeling the feelings of abundance or feeling the feelings of overflow, feeling that bigness. You just feel like an imposter or you're just pretending where it's like, that's the piece of it for me. That's bigger is it's like, 
how do you feel in your body? How do you feel when you're making these moves? It's not about like, and this is where I think so many people get it wrong too, is it's not about like buying the most expensive things or like driving the G-Wagon or whatever. Like it's, it's so much more about do you feel abundant? Do you feel powerful? Do you feel the bigness of your life and your presence and your magnetism all the time? And in those situations, like you wanted 100 people in your masterclass and you got 43, can you feel into the long-term bigness of your vision and not get stuck on this one little thing, this one little day, because you have a bigger vision than that and your CEO millionaire self can hold that vision, right? So for me, that's like the bigger piece of it is not what you do, not how you dress, not where you live, not what you drive. It's like, who are you being and how are you feeling when you do those things? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's such an interesting take. I mean, in my mind, it's kind of like, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Because mm-hmm. I feel like they're very, very related. And I mean, one of the things that I talk about often is that I get dressed for work every day, mm-hmm. even though I work from home, I'm in my apartment. Sometimes I'm not even leaving my house except to walk the dog. Sometimes I don't even have Zoom meetings and I choose to get dressed up every day. Now, in my mind, I truly believe that that is one of the reasons I am successful. And I will tell you is it is because it does make me feel a certain way. It helps me like raise my vibe. It helps me lend you know, a level of seriousness and intention to the work that I'm doing. It honors the version of me that I want to be showing up as. Now, I am not buying a new outfit every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going into my closet. And I think, you know, it's the sort of thing that I talk about if someone wants to try it, like my version of getting dressed up may look very different than someone else's. You know, I, love vintage clothes. I love accessories. I kind of put together my look based on the things that feel really good for me. Someone else could do the same thing and wear like a fabulous workout set, you know, Mm -hmm. and that can be their way of dressing up every day. But I have found that experimenting and tapping into those things in your life that do help you feel more like this version of yourself, this next level version of yourself is really helpful on the journey to get there. And so while I 100% agree, this is not about going out and spending lots of money. I mean, if you want to, you certainly can, but I am just like going into my closet and finding an outfit and putting it together and putting intention behind it and choosing my earrings and my jewelry and doing all of these things that make me feel like a badass CEO. Mm -hmm. And the result of that is I then am more easily able to show up in my business as a badass CEO. So I think that they are so different for, you know, each person and we each really have to tune into the things that make a difference for us. And on the flip side, I agree with you. You can't like, you can't have one without the other. If you're just Mm -hmm. getting dressed for work every day and looking really dope and sharing your outfit of the day and, and 
that's happening, but you're not doing any of the mindset work of embodying that version of yourself and tapping into it and playing with it and figuring out who she is and how she makes decisions and how she shows up in the world, it's not going to work. So you definitely need the two. Um, And, you know, I have had a lot of fun, like tapping into the things for me that really do make a difference. I have my iced coffee in a wine glass every day. Mm-hmm. So ironic because I don't even drink wine, but I have <laughs> all different like wine glasses yeah. for iced coffee and my special little drinks that I like mm-hmm. to make for myself. So I think that, you know, again, this is a formula that you can choose to put together or not, but it really has for me made a big difference in truly embodying the CEO millionaire version of myself. Yes. And Erica, I think we are on exactly the same page because what you were saying was like, you don't do, and this is what I was saying. You don't do the things that you feel like you should do because you've been shown an example that a CEO millionaire millionaire does X, Y, or Z. You do the things for you that make you feel so good. You're not like, oh, I have to go buy this specific bag and I have to dress this certain way. And I have to have this specific morning routine because- this is what a CEO millionaire, like quote unquote, should do. You're like, no, what makes me feel powerful? What makes me feel like I'm honoring myself? What makes me feel like so good and so tapped into that highest version of me? Um, And that's what I was saying, right? Where it's like, not what should I do? Because this is what I think a millionaire does. It's like, what makes me feel really good? Like, Like for me, sometimes I feel really incredible getting dressed in like my super like French girl outfits and like putting my red lipstick on and going live. And sometimes that makes me feel really good. And sometimes I literally feel so freaking powerful and so like myself and like the millionaire version of me when I get a bubble bath going and put a face mask on and put my little bamboo tray in the bathtub and work from the bath. I'm like, this is the most bougie thing. Like I'm obsessed with this. I don't have to put my outfit on today. Like we're going to stay right here with the eye patches on. (laughs) And so, (laughs) you know, it's just like really tapping in for you. What does that look like? And how, how does it make you feel? I think is the big piece here, right? Like what, how does the, the things you're doing, what you're putting on, the actions you're taking, the way you're moving about your day, what are the feelings that are underneath? And I think that that that's kind of really the big point here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Cool. Okay. That was so good. (laughs) Let's talk about our Paris connection a little bit because I feel like we, like I said earlier, I feel like we were Insta friends and then we like reconnected when I saw you were going to Paris and I was like, oh my God, yes. (laughs) I have to follow along. Yes. (laughs) So, and then, and then I just saw recently you did a post where you were like, I made, I spent 25 K in Paris as a biz investment. Like, let's talk about it. So, um, and this was a, a big birthday celebration for you too, right? Yes. Yes. So in March, it's still like, it's so funny. Cause like I catch myself in my throat saying this out loud. I, I got to work on this a little bit, but I did turn 50 yes, <laughs> in uh-huh. March and I decided that back to this idea of showing up as the CEO millionaire version of myself, I literally said to myself, okay, how would this bitch plan her birthday trip? If she was planning mm-hmm. it, 
And that is how I put the entire thing together. I spent more money than I ever have over a period of six days because Mm -hmm. I just wanted to have a completely bougie, over the top, like, will never forget it for the rest of my life trip. And I decided that I wanted to do it in Paris, which is a city that I love so much. I had not been to in years, but even though like you mentioned before, it was going to be cold AF and rainy half the time. (laughs) I just thought like, how can I plan this incredible trip for myself? And, you know, we just were chatting about how you don't necessarily need to spend money. And I do absolutely believe that on the flip side, I think if you are blessed and lucky enough to be able to do that sometimes, and you really choose that you know, you choose to go all in on a life event or Mm -hmm. a special trip for your family or something like that. I feel like it was worth every single penny. I mean, I am not, and I said too in that post, it's not like I'm at a place where $25,000 is like, eh, whatever. Like $25,000 is a lot of money. Yeah. And, and I am so happy I spent every penny like I did on this trip, staying in Mm -hmm. a suite at a gorgeous hotel, flying first class, even, you know, beyond the money I talk about too, like setting up the trip in a way that I was not just feeling the pressure of doing all of the touristy things that you're supposed to do in Paris, Mm -hmm. because I've been to Paris several times. I've done a lot of these things and I didn't necessarily want to come back and do them all again, just because that's what you're supposed to do in Paris. So Mm -hmm. I really thought through what do I want to do on this trip? What do I want to focus on? And quite frankly, it was eating and shopping and having yep. fun and walking and spending time with my husband mm-hmm. and spending time in this gorgeous hotel that we were in, which I hope you have been to the Hotel de Crillon and you've like had a drink there or just spent some time there because, oh my God, it has pretty much ruined me for life. <laughs> the, the going to the bar. we So we usually, when we come to Paris, we stay for a month. And so we yeah. usually do like a long-term B&B. But going to have a drink at that hotel has been on my bucket list. There's one in Provence yeah. as well. Is that correct? I I mean, it is it is part of the Rosewood group of hotels. Mm-hmm. So Rosewood is all over the world. So I'm sure that they have something I there. Think there's one in Provence that also is super dreamy. And I have it on my yeah. like, saved Instagram, like need to go to places. Yeah. Um, but yes, that is such like I had chills and I was listening to you talk and I'm in Paris right now. <laughs> like I had chills <laughs> you describing Paris and I was like, wait, I'm here. <laughs> yes. Um yeah. and and like I feel like this conversation like keeps coming back to this point of like it's not about the money you spent, it's about the way you felt when you were spending it, right? It's like yeah. that's the point. Is like you could spend twenty five thousand dollars or you could spend twenty five. But if you feel like the luckiest, most abundant person in the world when you're spending it, like that's the freaking vibe. That's the vibe, right? And and that for me is what it always comes back to is like, it doesn't actually matter how much I spent or what I did. It matters that it made me feel so good and so special. And like, it sounds like you put so much intention into this trip being yours, like being yours, being exactly what you wanted it to be not what 
other people or um, anyone around you or all of the things you should like I hate being shoulded on is something I always say like I hate it like what yeah. are you supposed to do what should you do like it just sounds like you were just like nope this is what I want this is what I want this is what I'm gonna spend I'm gonna spend it joyfully and like this is just gonna be such an abundant trip and I think you know for me this is my second year in a row running VIP days in Paris um, spending a month here and I still get comments all the time from people who were like, I could never, I could never like, but I'm like, yes, you could, like you could, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like you totally could. Yeah. And so let's talk a little bit. I would love to hear your take around your kind of transition into, and maybe you've always been a person who felt this way. I know for me, it was a definite intentional transition transition in my life from being a person who saw what was available to me and thinking it was very small to being a person to really seeing the bigness of what was available to me in the whole wide world. Right. And so it's like, yeah, I think that's where so many people like the, the people who DM me and they're like, how, like, how did you do it? I could never do that. I'm like, but you could, you 100% could, you don't, you can't even see what's available to you. And I think that's where so many people get stuck. And so tell me yeah. a little bit about like what that, like coming to terms with that looked like for you. Yeah. I mean, I think this is for me, one of the reasons that I have chosen to speak transparently about money. Mm -hmm. And it is because when I was first starting out as a coach and really trying to put my business together, I happened to come across another coach one day who was talking about a launch that she had where she made over a hundred thousand dollars. And she was speaking about it, like so matter of factly, like not you know, not in like a obnoxious way, but just as like a, this is not a big deal type mm -hmm. of a way. And something happened in my brain where this was a thought like never in a million years, my highest like corporate salary, I think was like 148 K working for an entire year, 50 to 60 hours a week at a job. I hated I hated everything that I had to do. I hated everyone that I worked with. I was miserable. Like, I just remember the feeling of like getting up in the morning and having to go to work every single day. And so the idea of in one week, essentially making what I made in a year, it's like, there wasn't even room in my brain for it. It had yeah. never, ever occurred to me. <laughs> But seeing this coach talk about it and talk about it like just so casually and like just sharing about it so openly created space in my brain for me to say like, hmm, maybe this is possible for me. It was also just such a great lesson that sometimes we think we are thinking big for ourselves mm -hmm. and we are not even in the universe of yeah. thinking as big as we should. I not even scratching the surface. Yeah. Not even mm -hmm. scratching the surface. Um, Brooke Castillo, who has a podcast called the life coach school. That's actually where I got my training, my certification as a coach. She was doing an episode not too long ago. And she gave this example, which I thought was so freaking cool. And anyone listening can try this too. But if you are thinking about your life right now and rating it on a scale of one to 10, your life, your business, how everything's going, how you're feeling about things, what number 
would you choose? She, mm-hmm. in her episode, she said, you're not allowed to choose a seven. So it's either, you know, if you, if you're around there, you have to either choose a six or an eight. And so everyone kind of went through the exercise of choosing their number. And my number, I think at the time was a six. That's kind of how I was feeling. Wait, and hold then on. She, Did she say you can't choose a seven? Cause that's like the you, average answer. Yeah. You can't like choose kind a of seven. good, but not great. <laughs> right. So you have okay. to either choose a six or an eight if yeah. your answer was going to be seven. Okay. So you choose your number. And then the next thing she says is imagine if I could guarantee you that right now you are just at a two. Like mm-hmm. just the power of thinking about that. So, you know, I was at a six, I wasn't necessarily at a 10, but like her telling me that my six is actually just a two and the room and the dreaming and the vision I have for myself that I feel like is pretty big is actually not even scratching the surface. And it just gave me chills when she did that because the thought of that is so freaking fun. If somebody Mm -hmm. could like guarantee me that I am just at a two right now in my life and it feels like a six or a seven, oh my God, there is so much room there. There is so, there are things that are so big that again, it's probably hard for my brain to even identify them or contain them right now and I just uh, to me I always think about that because it just in that moment like having that realization it felt so exciting and so fun and so full of possibility that I just like I always want us all to be pushing ourselves like that and Mm -hmm. I think back and again remember that there are often times where I really am you know, in this place where I'm like, okay, I'm thinking really big for myself. But then when I really push it, I realize like, no, I am, my dick brain is still getting in my way and not even allowing myself to dream in the way that I really want to. Yes. And Erica, this is something I've kind of started to put into practice in my business too, where it's like, in the beginning of my business, I would set really specific money milestones for myself. And it was, you know, it was never like pressure to hit this specific number or it always just felt like fun to set a specific number. And I have, and then of course, right, like you hit it and it feels really good. And then you go on to the next. And I have literally just completely and totally stopped putting any kind of number or time kind of limitations around my goals. My goal is always just bigger and better and more incredible than my like stupid little human brain can comprehend. Like, like I'm going so freaking big. My brain can't even comprehend it. And putting a number into a 30 day period, like can't even contain it. And so like, just like, let's go, let's go, you know? Um, Yeah. And I've just found that like, the quantum leaps in my income, the amount of joy, like all of the things in my business have just steadily increased since I've started really viewing my goals with that kind of mindset. And even going back to what you were saying around like, you wanted a hundred in your masterclass, but you got 43. It's like, what if that is the perfect number of people that you were supposed, like you're the perfect coach for that perfect amount of people in this perfect masterclass and the results from this masterclass with 43 people 
are going to blow, it's going to blow your mind, but yeah. you're not allowing yourself availability for that because you thought it was going to be something different, you know? And it's like, what if your baseline is just better than I can even imagine all the time, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like, Yeah. I love that thought. And I too, in my business, I mean, look, I think all of our brains work in different ways. And I definitely have worked with clients that, you know, having a specific number mm -hmm. has really helped and motivated them. And so I do go back and forth. But one of the big things that I decided in my business was that I wanted to come up with a goal that wasn't 100% money related, but like, kind of went back to it. And so for me, it was the idea I wanted to get myself to a place where my husband and I would always be flying first class. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that, you know, we would decide we were taking a trip and it wasn't like a 45 minute conversation back and forth and a pro con list. And maybe we'll stay at a cheaper hotel if we do, because that's what it used to be for us. Like we never flew first yeah. class. Like yeah. I didn't grow up flying first class everywhere, but I wanted to get myself to a point that it was just understood. If my husband, Greg, or I said like, let's take a trip, let's go here we were booking first class tickets. Like it mm -hmm. just was understood that that's what was happening. And we are there now. And mm -hmm. I cannot tell you how happy it makes me <laughs> every time we talk about a trip. I mean, I love to travel, but again, I will say this wasn't about like, I didn't decide in my mind, like in order for us to do that, we need to have one year of income in the bank and we need to be earning this much every month. It really was just a decision that we made at some point, yeah. but it wasn't necessarily associated with, we need X amount of dollars here. If we're going to do this thing, I have to have a launch that results in this or that. Mm -hmm. And so I do think it's fun sometimes to have, you know, goals like that, ideas like that. Like maybe for someone else, it's going to Paris for a month, putting a trip yeah. like the one you're on right now together for their family and having that be like a big fun goal you're working toward. I really do think goals like that can be super, super fun and motivating and yeah. it doesn't necessarily relate to a certain dollar amount. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like so beautiful too, because it's so individualized for what yeah. each person really desires, right? Because yeah. maybe for you or for I, traveling is is super important. And maybe for someone else, it's like something completely different, right? Maybe they love to cook and they're like, I want to be able to buy like X, Y, and Z ingredients. And I want to be able to buy these appliances for my kitchen and like whatever it might be, right? Where it's like- yeah. What do you love? What sparks your joy? What makes your life feel big and rich and abundant? And it might be different for each person. Um, yeah. But yeah, absolutely. That's so beautiful. Yeah. My cousin, Mary, actually, who also is a business owner, she is on a two-month sabbatical right now, which mm -hmm. I just think is the coolest idea. And it yeah. like almost never occurred to me. Like I know that happens for teachers and professors mm -hmm. and things like that. And it's just so common in that world. But the idea of taking two full entire months off of your business, you don't have to be on social media, you're not dealing with clients, you're not selling, you're not planning, you're not doing any of that. Like, even just hearing that she was doing that, like opened up some space in my brain. And so yeah. I just, 
I, every day I just think like how amazing that we live in this world now that we get to create a business that looks exactly like we freaking want it to. Like it's just the power of that. It's just so incredible. Yes. Oh my goodness. 100%. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. I feel like that's, yeah. so, you know, it really goes back to number one, having expanders, having people that you see talking about things that had never once crossed your mind in a way that seems so normal. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know, I think we were kind of tiptoeing around like that's why you show up and share your money wins. That's why you create a post that's like, Hey, I spent 25 K in Paris and it's not about bragging. It's about like, this is what I've created. I can now spend this amount of money abundantly. This is what makes, and I think sometimes too, it's not even about like, I think for so many women, it's about that proof of possibility, seeing another woman living out the bigness of her life. Right. Yeah. Like seeing another woman, claiming what it is that she wants, claiming, you know, the bigness of her vision, her mission, her business. Like it's all of these things for women where it goes so far beyond the money. It's like just seeing someone unapologetically doing the things they want to do without fear, guilt, shame, whatever it might be. That is sometimes exactly what people need. And like how beautiful that you created a post around the amount of money you spent in Paris But I know for so many people too, it was just like, oh my God, look at her. Like, look what she's built. She's doing what she wants to do. She's living her life on purpose. And no matter what that looks like, like even if somebody wants to live their life completely different from the way you're living it, it doesn't matter. They're going to see that proof of possibility in you. And I think that's like one of the most powerful things we can do for our community. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for saying that. But that is something that I really do think about a lot is showing up as an example of what is possible Mm -hmm. for you if this is something that you want. And I will say, particularly when it comes to money, like that does open me up to criticism and judgment and people that feel a certain way about me. And I can appreciate that. But again, whenever these things come up and I'm deciding, do I want to share this thing or not? I will always think to myself, is it possible that there is one person in my community who can have a shift that is so big from this that they are then encouraged and inspired to make changes in their life? If I can answer that question with a yes, then to me, it's worth it to get the criticism and the judgment and all of the other stuff that comes along with it. Because again, I think we forget sometimes we're always looking at like vanity numbers and shit like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, one changing one person's life in a way that is impactful for them is gigantic. And just by showing up on social media every day and sharing and inspiring people you're doing that very likely for way more than one person. Mm -hmm. But that is the thing that just really helps me get focused on. I want to show up for her. And even if there's lots of other people who aren't going to like it and who are going to feel a certain way about it, I am showing up for her. Yes. I always say, and this is a belief that I hold very, very strongly in my business, in my life, in my social media presence is like for every one person 
who sees my content or sees me talking about money or sees me going to Paris for a month or sees you, you know, posting about your 50th birthday in Paris, like for every one person who thinks like, oh my God, who does she think she is? There's three people out there who are like, oh my God, thank God this woman exists. Like, I'm so glad she shared this. I'm so glad she showed this. Like, thank God, like, thank God someone's saying it, you know? Um, Yeah. And that's the belief that I hold is like for everyone, there's three, there's three that are like, thank you. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you've inspired me. You've motivated me. You've shown me what's possible. Um, And yeah, that's kind of the belief I, I, that's the intention I put out every time I go to post something that I'm like, oh, this might trigger some people. I'm like, well, for everyone, there's going to be three who are just like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying it. Yep. And you have to remember too, sometimes those people are not going to comment on your post. They're not going to like your post. They're not going to send you a DM saying, thank you so much. Sometimes that does happen, but I think that belief is so, so powerful. Mm -hmm. And you just need to remind yourself that even if this, you know, those three people aren't reaching out to say, thanks for sharing that they are out there. They are watching, they are consuming, they are getting inspired by the thing that you're doing. Yeah. And I think this is a really important point to make too, Erica, is that like, you know, I coach women from the very beginning stages of business all the way up into women who are scaling to like their 100K months. And a lot of times for the women in my community who are in their earlier stages of business, I'll get this feedback of like, or they think their life is like, quote unquote, boring, or yeah. the thing they're going to share isn't big yet, right? They want to share their first 10K month or their first 5K month. And, or they want to share that, like, you know, the very, the day that they got to quit their corporate job because their business finally, their business salary finally replaced their corporate job. And it's noon and they're at a coffee shop instead of in their cubicle at work. And like, they think it's not big enough, right? And they're yeah. like, well, you know, this isn't a a month long trip to Paris or a 50th birthday to Paris flying first class, or, you know, there's so many, so many people in the online coaching industry who are doing really big things. And that's so beautiful. And I think it's really important to remember that like, no matter where you are, no matter what your like, quote unquote, big things look like now, share them because there's always someone who's going to be inspired by your big thing, even if it doesn't feel like a big thing for you now. And I think like the more we can get into the feelings of like, oh my God, this is huge. This is so big. This is incredible. I am the luckiest person on the planet. This one day where it's noon and I'm at a coffee shop working rather than in my cubicle, like this is the biggest thing in the world. Let me shout it from the rooftops. Let me tell every single person I know because I feel so good right now. I think the more we can get into that vibe, no matter what the thing is, the feeling of bigness behind it is what really matters. And the more we feel the feelings of our business being big, our life being big, our work being important, the things we get to do every day, even if they don't seem big compared to what we see other people on the internet doing, like the more we feel those feelings of bigness and joy and abundance and overflow in our life, the more and more and more we're going to attract. And so I think that's a really big point too here where like you and I are just talking about big, big, big things. And I'm sure there are people listening who are just like, well, I don't, I'm not there yet. 
it's like you can create the feelings of bigness now with every little single moment, making it feel so special. Yep. A hundred percent. And the other thing I want to remind people of is not everyone wants to work with the biggest, most incredible, most Mm -hmm. experienced. It's like, I think about if I'm hiring, like, I don't know, a trainer at the gym, do I want to work with a trainer who's training like the bodybuilders at Mm -hmm. the most successful, highest level and like doing all, no, that person scares the hell out of me. Yeah, I don't want to work with that person. I want to work with someone who is going to make me feel good and feels Mm -hmm. like they're more on my level, which is, you know, why you were just saying that, like, this is all so subjective. Like to me, me five years ago, hearing that another coach made a hundred thousand dollars during her launch, like literally I would think of the emoji with like the head exploding. Like that is what it looks like. (laughs) heard that piece of information. And now here I am and a hundred K for a launch is kind of like my baseline. Mm-hmm. It's what I expect. And so wherever you are, even if you are at the earliest stages of things, I can promise you there are people out there who are going to be excited to work with you and learn from you and connect with you. And you are inspiring people, even if you're at, you know, if we're thinking of like one to 10, you could be at a 1.5 and still be doing this for other people. 100%. And that, that bigness, that big life, that big business is all about the way you feel and the way you show up for yourself. And it, you know, it, it doesn't really even have that much to do with how much you're making or, um, you know, how many clients you have or what it looks like. It's like, how do you feel about you? Do you feel like you're a big deal? Do you feel like, you can't even comprehend the limit of where you're going and what's available to you. Like, is that the way you feel? And I think so many people get it reversed where they're like, well, I have to be hitting hundred K launches or I have to be hitting hundred K months. And when I get there, then I'll be able to feel like my life is a big deal. Like my work is a big deal. Like my business is a big deal. And like, if that's the mentality you're going at it with where you're chasing like a specific marker before you start to feel like everything about your life, your business, your work, your message, all of it is a big deal. You're going to forever be chasing it because you're never going to get there. It's like, how can we cultivate these feelings of everything is big? Everything is worthy of celebration. The sky isn't even the freaking limit. Like the ceiling is exploded. I can't even imagine where this business is going. And I'm going to celebrate every little moment right now, like it's the biggest deal. And like my work matters. And like, my life is a huge deal. Like I'm going to celebrate all of those things so big right now, because I know where I'm going. And I don't have to wait to get to an arbitrary number or you know, number of years in business before I feel a specific way. And I think that's a really big takeaway too, is I'm sure you can say, looking back on your business, like, you felt those feelings, even from the beginning, you were like, I know this thing is going to be big. I know this is important. I know my life's work is big. And, um, you know, I think most people who end up with extraordinary results started feeling that extraordinary bigness before the result came. Yep. That is the key. Mm -hmm. That is the big takeaway. If you can, and here's the other thing that requires practice. You don't just make a decision one day And, you know, like really kind of work on your mindset and come up with the great thoughts and, you know, really embody yourself one day. 
you have to practice this again and again and again. Mm -hmm. And even at times in my business where I have like 14 days of feeling like, you know, I'm just the most dope coach on the planet and like watch out Forbes, I'm going to be on the cover of the magazine. I will then have a day the next day where I think that I am a piece of garbage and no one is ever going to pay me again. <laughs> and I should just throw in the towel. And who do I think I am? Uh-huh. Business in the garbage. Like yep. that will happen too. And so, you know, I see clients often, you know, they'll, they'll practice like building up this, you know, doing all of this mindset work and getting themselves to a place where they are feeling good. And then the second it goes away or they have a bad day, they're Mm -hmm. then beating themselves up for that, you know? And it's like, you can just so easily fall into this pattern of like getting angry at yourself because you're having unhelpful thoughts again. Mm -hmm. This is going to happen for you for the rest of your life. And I remember so clearly when I was learning, when I was getting my coaching certification and learning so much about this mindset stuff, at first I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to have a problem again. Like I know how to deal with this stuff now. I've, my I've whole made, life is solved. <laughs> my whole life is solved. I've made it to the top of the mountain. Like this is, this is epic. And yeah. then the first time that I got knocked down again, I realized, oh, I am never going to make it to the top of the mountain, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. Cause like I brought a really beautiful charcuterie board picnic with me. I've got my iPad. I have a really beautiful blanket. Like we're going to sit down. We're going to have a good time. It just gets easier and easier, but Mm -hmm. it never, ever, ever goes away. Yes. And this is something I, I work with my clients on a lot because I think as humans, we're so conditioned to allow the way that we feel about ourselves or our business or our work to be conditional based on what's happening yep. outside of ourselves. Did we have yep. an income dip? Did we, and then we feel horrible. Did we have a really great month and tons of people bought? And then we feel really, really good. And it's like, you'll forever be on that roller coaster if you can't figure out how to self source your non circumstantial power. It's yep. like, I decide my business is a big deal. I decide I'm a like a freaking gift to this world with my coaching. I decide I always feel powerful and purposeful and intentional. And I feel always with like expectation and hope of I know what's coming. Like, and I get to source those feelings from inside of myself. It doesn't come from whether or not someone bought. Like right. I I get to decide those things. I don't wait for someone else to give me permission to feel good in my business or in my life because they gave me validation or they bought from me. And I think just like you were saying too, it's like you get to decide whether you let those things tank you or whether you control the feeling behind it. And when we're having an income dip, the number one way to pull yourself out of it from an energetic perspective is to feel the feelings of abundance anyway. And so it's like, it's not easy. Like it requires so much practice. And like, I truly think this is the hardest work as coaches we have to do. Um, and I truly think the people who have mastered this are the people who experience the biggest success. Yeah. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. And that's why too, I mean, I have put in a lot of time and effort into this mindset stuff. And, you know, for me, like, this is why I don't, I don't need a formula to make a hundred thousand dollars in a month. I 
I decide that I want to do it and I can then do that in 56 different ways mm-hmm. and getting yourself to a place of having that level of confidence yeah. again, took a lot of practice, takes a lot of work. I mm-hmm. still have my bad days, but it really, there is nothing that gives you more freedom than getting yourself to that place where yeah. you are able to just source those feelings and pick yourself up and know, I mean, this is back to what we were talking about before. If my entire business disappeared and next week I came back and said, Hey guys, I'm starting a popcorn line. Like I would turn that into a multi-million dollar business. Mm -hmm. I know that I would. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I just, this work is so important and it sometimes feels like, I don't know, sometimes I have clients that are like, okay, yeah, I get it. Mindset, but just teach me the strategy stuff and mm-hmm. I love business strategy, but you know, we are both here saying to anyone who is listening that the mindset stuff is so freaking important. Yes. 100%. And, and just like you were saying something that my current coach always says is she says, I always win. I always win no matter what. And that yep. has been one of the biggest things I have taken from her where it's like, I don't have to allow anything outside of me to determine whether I win or lose at any specific time. You get to decide that you always win in any situation, no matter what. And so good. like I've said this, like probably 10 podcast episodes, everybody listening is going to be like, oh my God, we know. Um, But I think like if truly, if someone was like in an elevator with me and we had 10 seconds until the next floor and they were like, how have you created the business that you have? quick, you have five seconds. The answer is like, I just kept going. I just kept going. Like the people who are the most successful have, have truly harnessed that ability to just keep going, to just keep moving forward, to, to have that confidence of like, I always win. Of course it's going to work. Like I'm just going to keep going. And I think so often people pull back or they step away or they retreat because they start to lose sight of that bigness of what they're doing. And rather than continuing to lean in and keep moving forward and keep going because that trust is there, um, they start to let those feelings of like, well, who am I to do this? Yeah. Kind of, they, they start to let those things win. And I think that, you know, there are so many people where it's like that happens on a Monday and Tuesday might've been the day you made your first million dollars. And so- that's something that I always kind of really keep with me too, is that phrase, like I always win. Yes. Oh, so good. So good. Okay. This has been such a good conversation. Yes, <laughs> it has. Oh my goodness. Okay. So let's go ahead and wrap it up. Um, yeah. Let's kind of let everyone know um, where can they find you? Where yeah. can they, because you guys are going to want to follow Erica on Instagram. She's like one of my favorite people to follow. If you yeah. like following me, you'll definitely like following Erica. I feel like we both love to show like our homes and clothes and our life behind the scenes and Erica's life and home and everything behind the scenes is like so vibey. Um, <laughs> you will definitely love following Thank her. You. Um, Thank you. so let everyone know kind of like if they're interested in working with you and the agency or if they're yeah. interested in following along, like, um, where are the best places people can, can get in contact with you? 
Yeah. Well, I am on both Instagram and TikTok and it's just my first and last name. So it's E-R-I-C-A-R-E-I-T-M-A-N. And I would absolutely love to connect with anyone in your audience. I mean, any friend of yours is going to be a friend of mine, as you just said, but we are taking on agency clients now for Q3. And the really fun thing that I'm doing is I'm putting together an entire program around this concept of CEO Millionaire You, because I want to teach as many women as I can how to step into this version of themselves and really just create a life and a business that is so much bigger than anything they could dream about right now. So that is coming end of summer, early fall. We're putting out a fun um, freebie soon on how to plan a monthly CEO Millionaire You date, which is something that I have on my calendar every month. And it's been really kind of a game changer just in terms of like keeping those vibes front and center for me. So I'm excited to teach people how to do that too. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Okay. And y'all, all of this is going to be linked in the show notes. Um, so you can kind of just click the show notes down below and find all of Erica's links and connect with her there. Um, but it has been so lovely to have this chat today. I knew, I knew this conversation was just going to like flow and we were going to have so much to talk about. And I literally yeah. feel like we could keep going for another three hours. <laughs> I feel like we could just like keep talking about all the things. Yeah, um, totally. But I just really want to thank you for your time and for bringing all of your beautiful energy and um, your message and everything into the podcast to share with everybody who's here in the Soulful CEO family. Um, I know they're going to love this conversation as much as I have. Oh, thank you so much. I had a blast and I really just enjoyed talking about all of the things with you. So thank you for having me. Of course. All right, Erica, chat soon. If you love this podcast and you want to support both me and the Soulful CEO, it would mean the absolute world if you could drop in, leave a rating, leave a review, and share a screenshot of this podcast to your Instagram stories. Not only would that absolutely make my day, but it would also get the word out about the podcast to anyone who you think might need to hear it. So thank you so, so much for listening. I am so grateful you are here.